Hi, everyone. My name is Violet. And I'm Maya. And thank you for listening to our podcast. So I don't know whether you all listen to podcasts often, but we find that they're a very intimate way of engaging with new perspectives, whether the perspectives are at all familiar or not. So our intent in making this podcast was to amplify queer voices and to use what we know to be true and what we've learned in our queer voices in literature class to guide some conversations. Um, We basically hope to give a platform to voices with different opinions and to stories that you may not have heard before. Um, So without further ado, today's episode focuses on the LGBTQ plus community within Packer. our high school, and we interviewed four people. Two of which being super seniors from Packer, and two of which being current seniors. Yeah, so we started out and we asked all of them kind of about the word queerness and what queerness meant to them and how they use that word and what they perceive when they hear that word. Um, And they all kind of had different answers. Yeah, so basically, um, the first person I interviewed would like to be anonymous, but she identifies as a bisexual woman, and she is a super senior. Um, And she basically defined the term queer as anybody who is not straight or cisgendered. Um, But she actually had a really interesting follow-up to that. She said... um, she uses queer as an adjective most of the time. Like, when it's an adjective, it feels more, like, descriptive. Um, but once it's used as a noun is where she doesn't like to use it and where she gets offended by it. Because she feels like it takes on an entirely new definition of just being an insult. Um, the second person I talked to happens to be my brother, who's a super senior. And he actually had quite an interesting definition. He just stated it as not being the norm or not being not perfectly fitting in with uh, with like a like a norm or like a, a like something that's that's solid like that's already there. I'd say queer is just um, queer is just different than. Queer just means different, honestly, in all regards from, like, the the different from, like, some kind of norm. That's how I would define it. And once prodded, he followed up by saying, typically, somebody... Not straight. I think that's interesting because some people's definitions are super broad, whereas others are super vague. And the person I talked about was Amadi Williams in our grade, and she identifies as lesbian. And she was talking, and she was kind of like... But for me, I I know my label, and I think that for me, I'm kind of solidified in what I am. So for me to use queer doesn't really feel necessary, and there's so many different opinions within the community. I never really know when or how to use it. I found this quote that we looked at in our Queer Voices class, from Daniel Reynolds, someone from The Advocate magazine, saying, I love the inclusivity of the term, but for myself, I prefer gay for its specificity. So I think it's kind of interesting that people have, like, such different views on the openness. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the anonymous super senior. She wouldn't necessarily call herself queer, 
but she wouldn't necessarily put a label on her identity as well. Um, see, she identifies as bi, um, and internally she perceives herself as queer, but um, externally she would much prefer she didn't have to have a label. Right. Yeah. And then my brother, who's a heterosexual man, didn't even really bring up the idea of sexuality or gender identity until further prodded, which just kind of goes to show like the term queer can be used as an insult, an adjective, or just a term for something that we don't really even equate it to, especially in the context of our class thus far. Yeah, it's definitely very ambiguous, but it's kind of interesting because, you know, people have their different opinions on whether we talk about all of these issues enough at Packer, um, which is another thing we can talk about. But I don't remember ever unpacking the word before this class. And I kind of like knew of its history. But, you know, in health class, it was never discussed in these summer forums we went to that our grade created as spaces for us to talk about these issues. Like we never discussed the word itself. Um, so it was definitely interesting hearing that from our interviewees. Yeah, could you touch on the summer forums a little bit more? Yeah, so basically I was talking to Amadi and she said- Especially after the summer, I just wasn't really feeling that sense of community. And I think that a lot of times Packer students especially ones that lead those spaces, have this assumption that we're all going through the same thing and that we're all, like, accepted because we're all, I guess, out. But I think that there's there's a sense of also expectations of people that are a part of the community in the sense that, like, everyone in the fact community should be at the same, like, the same kind of, like, mindset, same ideas, same, like, stage of acceptance of themselves when I think that we don't really look at it that way so I think the sense of the community is kind of altered and I my me personally I don't really like going to LGBTQ plus spaces just because I don't really feel like I can relate to other people and yeah I mean we all know we're not the closest grade in the world and we don't really know much about each other's identifiers each other's like interior lives um but my my biggest issue with it was I talked with Daniel about it because he was brought up in a forum that he wasn't present at and he was talked about in a way that he found harmful um and he was super super upset about it it was like it was kind of a fight within the grade room um but I think it's kind of interesting how like these spaces are created to amplify everyone's voice and to kind of like be a safe space but like I definitely I don't know about you but I did not really find them to be super safe over the summer yeah I mean I would agree with you to an extent um the super senior I talked about who wants to remain anonymous didn't touch on the forums per se but they did touch on spectrum a lot which also um through just different voices and also through like personal experience like I know can sometimes go hand in hand um with the forums that happened over the summer in terms of the wide range of takeaways from it and emotions coming from it um so she kind of described it as starting off as a freshman and sophomore being able to like connect with upperclassmen and feeling like 
finally very comfortable as existing as just not straight within a given context. But then as she um, got older and was a junior and senior, I mean, along with just technical stuff of the college process and making it harder to go, there were a lot of disputes within the club kind of also surrounding the idea of being, well, really a club rather than an inviting community. Um, And she kind of discussed how there was like disputes between the leaders, between how to um, discuss issues within the queer community or within the LGBTQ plus culture that exists at Packer um, without like alienating certain people. And she sometimes felt that maybe she was complicit in alienating um, members of the Packer community that uh, came to Spectrum to either learn or um, seek support. That's really interesting that she was, like, aware of that kind of feeling because I know that Amadi said that she feels kind of less of a part of the LGBTQ plus community within Packer because she she thinks it, like, revolves around certain friend groups that are made up of majority LGBTQ plus people. And she doesn't really feel like she is a part of those friend groups. And Daniel Biro, who I also interviewed, who identifies as gay, um also feels that way, and I'm just actually going to let him tell his story about what happened at Spectrum. Um, So basically, I went in there. um, I went into the Spectrum room, and it was like my first day, and um, someone, it was also this other girl's first day, Um, like Mm -hmm. our first day is coming to Spectrum. And I always had tutoring um like next door to the um spectrum room so one day I was like you know what let me just go um and they were like I heard someone whisper um to the person sitting next to them like um something about a group chat and then she asked the new girl um for her number to be a part of the group chat and then she like did not ask me um and I was obviously new and she knew that um So that was just really annoying. And I'm pretty sure I like just left after that. And I don't think anybody noticed. Right. And I think it's kind of hard because if not Spectrum, like the only other place where these formal conversations are kind of happening to my knowledge, other than like affinity groups is in health class. And, you know, everyone has these like conflicting views on whether, you know, health class does an effective job of covering information for LGBTQ plus individuals. Um, And, It was actually, this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but Daniel thought that, you know, Spectrum didn't work for him very well, but since he's, like, super open and open about his identity and just kind of, like, open to, like, asking questions and super outgoing and, like, loud in a classroom setting, he thinks that, like, he was actually able to get a lot out of health class. Like, we were talking a lot about gay stuff and a lot about, um gay sex and I was asking questions about STDs and HIV and all this stuff and she was so happy to talk about it. But he also wondered whether that was only because of kind of who he was and what he was doing and whether like they would have covered the same information if he wasn't in the room. You know a lot of people most people who know me know that I'm very open about my sexuality and like I don't really you know it's just something that I tell people and that people know about me. And so I think I was really lucky in that, in my health experience. And I didn't mind like asking Miss Lande, like, you know, hey, 
if a guy is sucking another guy's penis, can one of them get an STD? Like, I was always asking her that. Partially because I actually wanted to know and partially because I was just trying to be funny or whatever. Um, Yeah, so totally classic Daniel, but probably not everyone's experience. Yeah, uh, I think that's so interesting because in my discussion with my brother, he kind of almost said the exact opposite. He said his education around um, gender and sexuality at Packer was incredibly lackluster. Um, And he touches on it a couple times. I, I feel like the school did a very not great job at a did a very average job at educating kids early on about all the different um about like the sex the LBQ and what it means and all the different all the details about it I think that's might have changed recently but at least when I was at Packer and I was in health class where they talk about all this stuff it wasn't really covered in enough detail I feel like he kind of followed up by discussing his own lack of knowledge and have it and how it's not only um, to the fault of his education, but also to the fact that a lot of people in Packer um, have the ability to be ignorant. And he was talking about about like only knowing the bare minimum just to be like respectful to his friends and the people he communicates with, because he said the last thing he would want to do is offend anybody or disregard somebody's identity. But he said that he's never felt the need to learn and only has ever felt the need to get by. And I then asked him again about how that attitude might have affected his um, experience with the Packer Health curriculum. And he said it probably did a lot because he said I probably would have gotten a lot more out of it if I had actually prodded or cared or had to care or had learned to know that I should care about things that might not necessarily affect me directly. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, Daniel's point, the thing is, like, yes, he was in the room to ask questions, but also, like, anyone can ask questions if they're wondering. And I think, you know, we're obviously so quick to blame these spaces, but we're not actually in our lives doing the work to make them better and to, like, create new ones. So I think that that's definitely something the Packer community has to think about and I think especially when we were talking about hookup culture like I just did not come away with like a good understanding of anything you know anything period but um I don't know I think it's crazy because I wrote an article last year about um exclusiveness within um Packers hookup culture and how LGBTQ plus people like feel excluded not only because like maybe they are a minority, but because, like, at parties and stuff, like, it's not necessarily a comfortable space for them. Um, And I think that just goes untalked about. Like, no one acknowledges that. And that's why I think this, you know, podcast is so important. Because even, like, the conversations I had, I was hearing new perspectives that I hadn't. Yeah, I mean, the one of the super senior that I talked to, and I guess also my brother as well, who's also a super senior, I think... A really great thing about what I talked to them about is also their college experience um, and how much and how dips rather and how different that is um, from what they experienced at Packer. Um, the, su- the super senior uh, described queer hookup culture at their college as very normal and a lot more experimental. At Packer, there was so much more of a thing where it's like 
oh, if you do anything gay, you're part of the LGBT plus community. Where it's like, I have friends who like are really just genuinely like it's like comfortable experimenting in college because like nobody really feels like that big a need to like actively like identify themselves too strongly for any label. Like it's kind of just like and like do whatever the fuck you want. And she also explained that uh, queer hookups did occur at Packer. They just weren't necessarily the norm. Um, And they were more of a thing to be talked about, Uh, which I I guess I didn't really know. And I felt was really interesting because I think having only ever experienced Packer before, that's the only side of hookup culture that I've ever been able to uh, hear about. Um, Right. No, I mean, uh, Amadi was kind of saying the same thing. Like, she was like, people, like, a lot of people who I'm not even friends with just want to talk to me when they kind of, like, want to get the tea. Um, And that is 100%, like, the shittiest feeling ever. And I think there is this conception that, like, you know, there just isn't a lot of, like, hooking up within the LGBTQ plus community at Packer. But, like, I don't know that that's necessarily true. I mean, you know, everyone has their own experiences. And, like, Daniel was kind of talking about this. And he was actually talking about college, too. I'm excited for more options. Because in college, I'll have, you know, I'm sure I'll have a thriving hookup life later. So he doesn't have to worry about that in high school. And, you know, maybe, like, it isn't the most important thing in the world to always be thinking about. But it's undeniably, like, on all of our minds. So... Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the super senior, I said that this, um, the stigma packer, uh, there wasn't necessarily anything uncomfortable about stating their said sexuality. I I didn't really feel that much stigma around, like, saying it, but if I'm completely honest, it was never really super comfortable for me to go hook up with another girl. It was never really, it was never, like, a super comfortable environment for me to do that. And I think that just goes to show that, like, hookup culture at Packer seemed, at least seems to be uh, more of a thing to talk about than somebody's own identity. With this idea that you're talking about, like, there is this sense of othering. And that's another thing that Daniel talked about. Like, he was, like, the, like within parties, he was talking about how, like, there was one part point. Actually, the point was two years long. That I felt like the, all the girls were pre- all my you know, not necessarily my friends, but like girls in general were preoccupied with boys and boys were preoccupied with girls. And I just felt like I was kind of like a floater. And, you know, that made me anxious a little bit. Like, And he ended up totally content and everything. And that dynamic sort of shifted. But there was definitely this sense kind of like, how do I fit into this? Um, and I think, I mean, it was interesting over the summer because I got to hear kind of from other grades and like what other grades like dynamics are because... I don't know if you remember this, but, like, this, the super, super seniors um, talked about how people, like, only certain people part of the community get invited to parties kind of, like, as entertainment. Um, and that was, like, a whole new dynamic I'd never heard talked about in our grade or seen in our grade necessarily. But they're all, all of these dynamics are definitely there. Yeah, my brother actually talked about that a little bit. Um, he said, because he 
admittedly was pretty involved with party culture when at Packer, and he said that he didn't really notice it at the time, but then once he got to college and started having more friends that were, like, part of the LGBTQ plus community um, and hearing their experiences, it seems like high schools all over the country seem to kind of do the same thing that Packer does in terms of othering, but then inviting people as entertainment. Um, and he said that he wasn't really, he said, I probably was doing that subconsciously and I didn't notice it until somebody actually told me. Right. And kind of like hiding under the facade of like, we're a super accepting community and like, yeah, you know, there's no, like, I guess like what we're talking about isn't blatant homophobia, but it is, it's kind of like behind closed doors homophobia. Yeah. Or just, like, a complete ignorance to the fact that there is some, like, internalized homophobia within um, themselves or in said friend group. Okay, so I think we are going to leave it there for today. But we just wanted to thank you for listening. Um, We had a lot of great conversations in the making of this podcast. And hopefully you feel like you were privy to some of them. Um, Yeah, I literally talked to my brother and Violet was able to talk to like one of her closest friends. And we learned so much, which kind of goes to show like these conversations about hookup culture and queer culture at Packer like are so far from over. Um, and we really, really encourage you all to like continue to engage in these conversations. Yeah, and you should look out for our next episode. We have an episode about grandmas coming up soon. Super exciting stuff. And thank you guys.